Welcome to Tactical Permaculture. I've worked on projects ranging from the poorest to richest clients, from inner cities to suburbs to farmlands to remote wilderness, from the eco-war front lines to celebrity backyards. In over 25 years of service to the earth and the community of life, I've learned that in the fight for sustainable survival, growing is half the battle. Please go to tacticalpermaculture.com to read my blog, watch my videos, view my photos, access web applications, and click on the join membership link to access exclusive features. It's October 19th, episode 88. I am giving a medical update. I guess it's been something like a couple of weeks uh, that I have been in a, um, a new phase of recovery from compartment syndrome that I have explained in detail the, the nuances of how it's been affecting me, mainly just to recap just a little bit, uh, the loss of the ability to stand and to walk going back almost two months and that was accompanied by a whole perfect storm of other debilitating symptoms that uh, made it the most painful and most um, more literally mortifying couple of months of my life I mean there's been close calls in on the highway and few a few medical issues here and there throughout life but never such a dire and prolonged daily 24/7 struggle to manage pain and 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 reckon with the possibility of of being permanently disabled or or dying um, and then there having to be a a whole social aspect of um, navigating other people's emotions about decisions I've made to live a certain way and die a certain way, and some of the yeah difficult conversations and difficult relationships um, around that, and then ultimately getting that resupply. I call it this sort of dietary rescue mission that happened that was a Hail Mary of me purchasing a bunch of items that uh, that I I theoretically <laughs> calculated would have a high probability of helping me get, literally get back on my feet, but repair and and just uh, re- rejuvenate and restore a lot of functions of basic existence that have been just devastated by this injury and in, in it, I'm in off-grid, off-road, austere circumstances alone and suffering through the most deadly temperatures I've ever had to deal with and with no AC and basically very little shelter, the most minim- minimalist shelter imaginable. Um, and by some miracle 
of luck and skill <laughs> and perfect timing, I was able to turn around the momentum of symptoms that were literally killing me and 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 weakening me to the point of of almost being unable to move and have only only mo moving very slowly and in a very limited manner and having it be excruciatingly painful so that it was just like a window of life kind of closing. And uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I reported the good news that after a, even not even a full week of being on this, I would just call it a uh, a no-frills, nutrient-dense, Superfood is is kind of a kind of a little bit mar too much of a marketing term, but I would say that I yeah I I maxed out certain parameters of of um, of nutritional supplements and and concentrations of of i guess for lack of a better word dark leafy greens and um and now i feel 10 years younger <laughs> i have all the pain went away and all of the energy came back so i have been phase i have been uh, anticipating a road to recovery of walking again knowing that there will be certain indicators uh, some that would be kind of intuitive, others that would be very, very visceral and very measurable. And uh, so in, as I was optimistic, even in the worst of times, that I could recover and eventually recover 100%, I just had to, I just had to say to myself, look, obviously there's nothing you can do now other than orchestrate the help that you need to get supplies delivered because you can barely move <laughs> and uh and just figure out and sustain basic life functioning uh and that was a good month of that of just trying to get that that mission put together and well there were reasons to be very pessimistic. I remained optimistic and I said to myself, when the bruises go away from all the internal bleeding, that's when I'm not gonna even, I'm not gonna dare try to even see if it's possible that I could stand up after how dangerous and, and deadly it was the last couple of times I had to try to stand up but couldn't and it and I almost died because of what I would call indirect or secondary injuries that that would never have happened if I wouldn't have been critically debilitated by the original injury of of overexertion ca causing compartment syndrome so I was very, I have been very reasonably afraid to try to do more than barely sit up and 
I, and I've known for this whole time up until now, just only a few days ago, it's only been a couple days where I started to feel the sense that I could kneel and I could hold my torso. I could basically hold my upper body up with the functioning strength of my back and the blood pressure and the blood volume and the blood temperature that as it's cooled off, I've, I've been able to, I've been on my back basically this whole two months, uh, and I've crab, I've been able to crab walk to, to do a few basic things, even outside on the ground level and crab walk between bedroom and bathroom setup in, in a, a, a tiny home configuration that I've explained in detail before, but, um, I'm going to skip it for now. Main topic now is the path, no pun intended, of learning to walk again in this context of surviving the summer and 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 trying to fight off these deadly perfect storm of other symptoms and just the phasing in of going, okay, if the bruises go away, I'm not going to push anything related to trying to walk or doing much training or even stretching and even keeping the massaging minimal. I'm just going to, I don't want to mess with anything that's just trying to heal itself. And literally my both legs looked like eggplant from heel to buttocks on both legs. One of them a bit worse than the other but that's where all of the all of the uh, dead internal bleeding hematoma blood was pulled up and it was uh try not to be TMI but but it was it was the blood was percolating all the way to the to making almost the, the surface of the skin look like eggplant meaning it was slowly kind of percolating to wherever gravity would take it to and and as you can imagine or <laughs> try not to I'm trying to make it not TMI but but it was getting to some scary places and not just getting close but going to some scary places where I didn't know what could possibly happen but at this moment and it was it was uh I believe technically after the last show I did where I talked about the rapid recovery from the nutrient um, enhancement that was that, that, that I was, uh, was just very very surprised and shocked and pleased that uh, that that everything was able to get turned around so quickly and and what seemed like intractable swelling intractable, not continuous internal bleeding. I, I think the internal bleeding probably stopped after a couple of acute days uh, from the injury point. But then that stagnant blood and all of this just deterioration of everything internal, not being able to stand and therefore lymph piling up and just every everything, every, every metric just being hellish. Uh, uh, and then that being all turned around energy coming back, pain going away. And, uh, and then, and then the bruises 
just totally disappearing. And they weren't as, they were already showing signs of improvement, changing from a, a darker yellow or into a darker yellow on the on the way to being cleared up but the but the like the curve of recovery once that once those nutrients arrived and I and I was diligently on a routine of applying them consuming them then that rate went exponential and it just was within like I said less than a week bruises gone pain gone energy back so with the energy back and the bruise is gone, I say to myself, okay, now it's time to start pushing the limits very gently and slowly of finding out where, what, if, what the limits of the, 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 of the legs are at this point, because if they don't, if it doesn't just hurt to exist and, and it doesn't, they don't, they don't just, um, emanate pain in, in various contortions and whatnot, what where where it's left at is that there's this sort of residual contraction uh, and and a lack of flexibility. So, but I but I was not trying to push it and risk even worse pain or more injury. Certainly, if there were tissues that needed to heal and whatnot. And I didn't even have the energy for it anyway, and it was too—it was way too hot to even imagine doing anything. Now it's cooled down, pain's gone, energy's back, and it became time to start experimenting slowly with getting the legs rehabilitated based on what I've studied and what I know intuitively and from my studies about what a sort of DIY physical therapy would look like to rehabilitate legs from this condition and it's not it's not pretty but it's definitely not the worst scenario that it that it could possibly be so where it stands again no pun intended is that uh as i started to lean (laughs) another no pun intended as i started to as it stands, as I started to lean into the, the, the restored ability to, to lift my torso above my waist, i.e. to kneel and to, to lunge forward, even if it's just kneeling, and then having this terror of what it would feel like to try to hold myself up and stand up at all, um, just inch by inch, I found scenarios where I could support myself and feel safe and confident. And so I started to work in a little more kneeling and um, and then eventually taking a leap of faith of um, of using at least one hand to, to, to hold something really sturdy or a rope or something to have support and then seeing how, how much, if any, weight I could put on my legs and whether I could stay balanced and even have the whole apparatus of <laughs> of uh homo sapiens sapiens bipedalism you know up upright walking primate that whole experiment that evolutionary experiment do i still have the what it takes something that we all take for granted or those of us who are i i heard the phrase recently we're all only temporarily able 
meaning we're all going to be someone's problem someday if we don't die alone. So enjoy it while it lasts. And I certainly learned a lot of hard lessons that I'm grateful for and slowed me down and yeah, like Michael J. Fox with uh, with his struggles and with health and, and and his medical conditions, he um, he said it, it's you know has to look at it like a gift, like a blessing, because he could only do he could only do one task at a time now, so it forces him to give it all his his all of his attention. And there's a whole list of things that I've benefited from, but without I'll save that for another time. I want to get more into the the mechanics of the leg recovery, the walking recovery, where it's where it stands now, um, to document this because this is a major life event. So being having a couple of moments, just yeah, things that were kind of an emotional burst of energy as well, like my my power inverter screaming at me that the solar panels are underperforming and so a burst of energy from kind of rage at that situation a little mild rage I said I gotta that was like the first impetus for testing the stand-up ability after the last time I tried I I almost don't think I ever felt closer to death and and feeling it and actually under the circumstances which I described in detail it was it was a deadly physical the the, the reality the physicality was 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 life-threatening and then the feeling of it was was the feeling of death as well so needless to say I haven't wanted to mess around with that um but I've been but I've been having more confidence uh and and th- with the bruises gone even though I have this contraction mainly still in the left leg where it just will not relax into a fully extended position and I was wrapping my my hands around my toes, stretching every day, doing a bit of a yoga routine every day. Nothing too intense, um, but uh, so I was debilitated by the heat for three months. But I was still stretching every morning and and had good flexibility, and uh, was stretching even more before it got extremely hot. But. Yeah, this injury took all that away and basically folded my legs back, not against the the grain of the way that the knees fold, but just no, nobody in their normal life would ever be that inflexible and that contracted. So it's it's kind of like a cross between having a... having a bad... A, a, a bad Charlie horse, as they call it. Um, if anyone hasn't heard that, it's, it's the idea of uh, just having a ex- kind of just your muscles locking up and causing this extreme cramping pain, and then being stuck there, and that can be that can be caused by many different neurological and chemical and all kinds of different all kinds of different diseases and conditions and toxins and 
deficiencies, they can cause seizing up of muscles in painful contorted positions uh, that inhibit natural, just the natural range of motion without you being a yogi or something. You, you, you have a, some places where, where if you stretch religiously, you can get more range out of them, like side kicks and side splits, of course, are, are kind of the, the extreme of that. Um, but for the most part, there's there's uh, there's no, a number number of of angles and ranges of motion that are pretty much out of the box. We're pretty much built with as much as much range as we're gonna get, unless you really go extreme, become a contortionist or an extreme yogi. But to have that be taken away, um, it's scary. It's been scary to think about trying to stand up on legs that won't unfold. It's like if you ever tried to sit in a folding chair and you and you failed to lock the <laughs> lock one of the sets of legs out into the into the right position, and then you sit on it and it collapses. Like that's that's the. That's probably the best visual I could come up with to think about what, 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 how insecure I felt about about getting my head where it normally is, which is six feet off the ground, and uh, yeah, wanting to lean towards the sand and not the concrete pad that I have because of how dangerous it could be to lose consciousness or lose balance or both, lose blood flow lose the ability to operate any muscles for for all these reasons that I've mentioned before. So it took some bravery to get up there and 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 wash off those solar panels, but um but it was necessary to to maintain function uh, of of electronic devices i wasn't cavalier about it i wasn't drunk but uh and i was careful but it but it showed me that yeah i'm it's it's not pretty and it's not fully upright um but i'm able to i'm able to find balance i'm able to not pass out immediately the blood is going where it needs to go i don't feel dizzy I don't feel nauseous. I don't feel pain. So standing up was accomplished with a little bit of support, or sometimes a lot of support, but definitely needing to have something to grab onto if I'm not holding it with all my might. If I'm going to risk using both hands to do something, then I better have something I know I'm going to be able to grab if I lose balance or start to, or something twists or pops. or Because I, I don't know what can take... The weight, I don't know for how long I can take it. So after discovering that I could do more than kneel and I could coordinate and survive standing up at least for a few minutes, um, knowing that I have support, something to grab onto, um, my upper body is in, seems to be in no risk of giving out or having some kind of sudden pain or sudden collapse, but everything below the waist is still being tested. So just a couple more phases of trials in order to get to a point which I'm celebrating today, which is a point of 
freely walking and doing so more far more confidently with with a, a, a bamboo pole as a walking stick but for short bursts around the camp being able to feel like a giant relative to where I was at this whole last almost two months of uh, rolling around on this little <laughs> this little board with wheels that I made um, and being yeah basically scooting along the ground and uh, and being mostly flat for most most of the day and that well not being able to stand at all for two months and not being able to walk so just barely moving at all just scooting scooting only small <laughs> distances so to be able to have a gait and walk and put one foot in front of the other have one leg carry the whole weight of the body throughout the span of its movement of all the little tiny shifts of weight and shifts of of energy and the burden on all the different delicate parts of the foot and I mean just thinking about the anatomy it, it it's just it's just it's humbling it's always humbling and um but the first sort of qualification course that I put myself through the other day was imp implementing a technique that I learned back in the doing forest defense in the ancient last remaining old growth forest of the Pacific Northwest, but defending the trees and, and learning learning from a lot of ex-military folks who were out there with the Earth First movement, how to climb, how to repel, how to put on a harness, how to tie rewoven figure eight knots to anchor ropes for, I mean, all, all of this um, pretty, I imagine pretty basic, not, not too much really highly advanced climbing techniques, but just getting really having a putting your life on the line literally learning those knots and those configurations of the equipment and whatnot to climb trees that are however many dozens of feet high i can't even remember what the highest tree i, I was in but we lived in the trees like ewoks in a, in a tree village so that the logging companies couldn't cut them down without risking our life without risking killing us that was the tactic, and then other tactics across the spectrum of legal injunctions on timber sales and whatnot. It was a whole ecosystem of, um, of, of activism and people on the front lines and people in the courtrooms and fundraising and all kinds of... Uh, yeah, it was one of the most um, empowering and invigorating chapters of my life, and there's still some things that I'll never stop doing like tying everything with carabiners and, and and rope because i remember we all remember what it was like to drop a lighter out of your pocket from way up in the trees you know you could hurt somebody if something fell out of your pocket so we would we would tie things we would just like people have chain wallets we would have chain lighters and <laughs> chain everything because we'd be up there do an acrobatic 
acrobatic movements up there on those lines, literally different um, kind of zip line type scenarios to get from one tree to the other. We have pulleys that we could we could shimmy across horizontally and climb up and down everything. It was it was uh, it was amazing. That, that that film Medicine Man has some great upper canopy forest uh, climbing, and the whole movie was about forest defense. So one of my favorite from growing up. So it, it all comes full circle. But something valuable I learned during that time of all the little odds and ends that I learned with knots and rope and all the zines we passed around, all the workshops and skill shares we did, something that stuck with me was this technique that's basically, I don't know if there's, a, if there's like a formal name for it, but it's basically taking webbing and better it be tube web tube webbing than non tube webbing for the the uh the, the sort of, of fabrication of it to be compliant with standards for search and rescue and more um extreme life on the line type scenarios the tube webbing is superior for performance um but I'll I'll let you do your own research. I'm not trying to give advice other than to say what I've learned and what I know and what I've done for myself. So this tube webbing, if if you take a length of it, however many feet you need, based on your body type and size and what's comfortable, it may take some resetting of the of the knot. But basically, choose a a life uh, choose a knot you're willing to put your life on to secure into a loop this length of of uh, tube webbing make a loop out of it and then on this first time I've described this verbally I did make a video uh, and, and published that video showing how this works but it is a good a good exercise to to verbalize it. So you have that loop, and let's say you have the loop, and you you could, if you set it on the ground, you could you could you could uh, stretch it out and make it into one big circle, or you could pull the left end and the right end and make it more of an oval an oval shape. So that's the idea. You you open it up. And then with your right hand out, out grabbing one corner of it or one side of it, you, you, you extend it out to the right. One side out to the right with your right hand, the other side of the loop out with your left hand. So you have this oval and, and then that oval is behind you. You situate it not in front of you, but behind you. So... So it'd be like putting your hands behind your back, putting the the loop under you, and then pulling it out to the side, and then and then you sit in it or sit on it. And you could do this. It, it's far easier to do it lying down or sitting down in a very reclined position. You wouldn't want to do it in a chair that had arms to the chair and things that would make it difficult for you to operate. But more of like. Uh, 
laying on a mattress or 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 being in some kind of um a, a, a pad or something will make it easier but basically you have it behind you you're sitting into it and then and then you lift up and bring those two edges of the loop together but what you also have that's this sort of magical miraculous emergent phenomenon is that you have this you have the ability to create another corner a third bend to that loop that comes up between your legs above your crotch and then meets with those other two corners that you pulled from either side on the left and right and they're all meeting now those three corners are now able to meet and you can bring them together with your with one hand and they're meeting basically around the navel or or the belly button is is about where they're going to where they're going to meet and so if your loop is long enough to do that comfortably without cutting off circulation in any direction then you take a climbing certified carabiner those metal clips that you see if you're not a climber but you've used them for other things in life maybe for your keys or something like that the climbing grade that's legally licensed and and sanctioned the the specifications for them to be worthy of actually putting your weight on them for rock climbing or rope climbing whatnot search and rescue whatnot and you clip in those three corners and that gives you a an emergency harness that you could be lifted out of a ravine with or I, I, I would imagine that if you were being lifted out by a helicopter they would have far bit far more professional equipment but let's say you're a couple of hikers and you're not doing really advanced really high-tech rock climbing or tree climbing whatever or mountaineering but you're just doing normal day hiking to have this loop already made already tied and then to have a, some a car- some carabiners and, and rope then this is all you would need to be able to safely extricate someone who falls and is unable to move but they could either have this have this uh, attached to them by a, someone else or if they had I di- I was able to do it one-handed basically because I was filming with the other hand uh but uh it's a powerful technique and I've I've this is the first time I've had to use it in an emergency scenario it's now I'm not in the acute phase of the emergency but I'm in the I'm in the recovery phase, so I'm not rescuing myself from bleeding out at this moment, but I'm using it to pre- to protect myself and prevent f- further injury as I attempt to regain the, the ability to walk, learning to walk again, not knowing how long I could possibly stand or what might give out and trying to, ha- and being, it's almost like, yeah, it's, it's very, it's a very treacherous path and I and I do and I've I decided I'm like well I'm gonna I'm gonna use this technique and I'm gonna run a length of rope overhead for a good 10 or 15 feet 
so that I could create this harness, clip it together with the carabiner, and then use another length of um, of that of that uh, tube webbing and another carabiner, so that I have, let's say, another say five feet five feet of uh, of tube webbing with the carabiner either end. The one at the lower end is also the one that's holding together the harness, although there could be another a separate one for that harness and they could be they could be configured, but I'm just economizing on the use of the carabiners uh, and I don't mind that it's gonna be attached to me. I'm not trying to just hike around with it on. So that second length of tubing that is not a loop, it's just uh, it's just uh, several feet that terminates on both ends with a carabiner tied to it. The lower carabiner is what's securing my, also securing my heart, my my harness, and then the up the one at the other end, which I'm clipping to a rope above my head. Now I could completely collapse, drop all of my weight, and not smash my tailbone or my head on the ground even if it's soft sand desert sand there's still rocks and all kinds of glass and nails that come out of nowhere the wind brings up stuff from other places it brings up stuff from deep down in this wasteland all the debris from the devastation of the <laughs> the building the the house that was here before never-ending supply of uh things to cut you and stab you uh, from the ground coming up. You never know where it's going to be. And I definitely do not want to fall dead weight with already this wonky... And I just watched uh, Born on the Fourth of July again where there's a horrific scene where he's trying to trying to walk himself around uh, even though his legs are pretty much paralyzed, like totally paralyzed. He's He's trying to drag himself around by these these kind of crutches that uh, that that you that, I don't know what exactly they're called, but they're they're a form of seem like it seems like they would be considered a form of crutches or a mobility aid, I guess is the general category, but where you could use basically nothing but your arm strength to hold yourself up and and walk yourself around uh, with no. I mean, I, I guess normally you would think of crutches. And maybe only one leg being, yeah, either one or two crutches. But you've got some. You're not. You're not. You're not paralyzed below the. You're not paralyzed, so that it's. You're, there's something assisting your arms from the waist down. That's. I'm not. That's not a, a, a very clean way to put it. But anyway, in that film, it shows him kind of pushing himself too far, too fast with a, with a with an implement that mobility aid which is a hundred percent dependent just on the arms and a hundred percent dependent on how it's almost like riding a unicycle or being on stilts or something like that it's it's not it's not something you would want to rush into or be cavalier about which is exactly what he did and it 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 it, it, it caused a secondary injury that was life-threatening <laughs> and and that's exactly what I want to avoid and it's apt that I saw that just right before that that's what's in my mind as I'm thinking about this process of trying to get back on my feet so of course 
what he should have done and what they probably did on the set was they probably put him on a wire uh, so that if he really did fall the wrong way and that could have really actually happened to him, he would have had that support. So in the spirit of what they do in Hollywood to make sure <laughs> you're doing a stunt that you have, you don't just go splat on the ground. Um, I had that rope above my head. I had the carabiner. I had the harness. And that was the test flight of me actually walking and not just standing up for half a minute to to wipe off a solar panel and then and then get back to crouching and <laughs> and just avoiding all risks like this was this was the uh the apparatus that I used to feel confident that whatever could happen losing balance and falling over encountering extreme agonizing pain that like a jujitsu hold would just force me into a pain compliance of dropping to the ground but dropping to the ground and not having the now I have the strength but I do not have the agility to do some kind of ninja roll that I would normally by second nature from training do at this point if I if I were to suddenly slip or lose balance or experience some kind of pain or get shot or something some some percentage of me that was still conscious would would know essentially how to fall to in a way to mitigate other kinds of harm but at this point I can't I can't trust that I would have the agility to do that even if I was conscious and even if I was willing it to happen I could be in this pretzel <laughs> of being contorted and 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 just falling on the in the if I lose the little bit of agility I have and I fall in the wrong angle the wrong direction I could do what would be the scariest the thing I've been trying to avoid for years now which is having a real mechanical injury that would force me to seek external medical attention that to me equals bankruptcy and losing my land that's why this whole experiment has been an experiment of extreme survival medicine by myself it's mainly because of uh yeah uh, financial hardship after a financial windfall a major a major pendulum swing of hardship and it's been living on a razor's edge for a year, for three years almost ever since having that windfall where I could buy the land. It's like, yeah, here behind door number one, you get land, you get basically a year to go on shopping sprees to get what you need to, to, to maybe have to live for years and years and years thereafter with no budget or, or extremely minimalist budget. You're not going to want to do stupid things that are going to get you injured you're not going to want to take risks and if you do do get injured you're not going to want to have to leave to get it looked at or repaired or surgery or anything and that's a big gamble but it just forces everything to be extreme mindfulness like i call it it's kind of been like um 24 7 tai chi in a way just to just to avoid injuries like that to this day I haven't had an injury that forced me to see a doctor and the <laughs> and and I was willing to push my luck all the way almost to the point of just being being uh 
yeah, almost to the end, almost to the edge and, and, and having conversations about where I want to die and how I want to die and what my rights are, <laughs> how you can't do anything about it, even if you want to, because of the way that I've set up my life, the legal context that I've created for myself. But all that grim stuff hopefully doesn't need to be <laughs> yeah i don't need to i don't need to talk about the the risk of being bankrupted losing my land and barely being able to operate a wheelchair on skid row under a bridge um that was that was one potential outcome that i think i've been able to avoid and and i i risk that though every time i try to walk again from this point until I get 100% back to normal. And even then, I'm just back to a normal risk profile, not a heightened risk profile. But long story short, the experiment with the, the testing of the assisted carabiner and tube webbing harness and overhead rope, that apparatus that uh, that I was able to use to safely test my ability to how how long I could walk for where there might be pain what I got to watch out for if I did have the the bravery to venture without support and actually start practicing walking and taking care of tasks and actually not just walking but moving things and picking things up and not just 100% focusing on balance and, and 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 each step and my posture with each step, but actually doing tasks and projects even with a limited range or lim- limited range of motion, limited range of 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 number of linear feet. I'm willing to go away from the camp and et cetera, et cetera. Having the ability to rest if I need to. And have basically a a wheeled bench that I've that I'm working on right now, so that if I I do venture off, I feel safe and confident to venture off and do projects that I need to do around the property. That if I did if I did need to rest or I did need to fall back on something, that I wouldn't be falling back onto an anthill <laughs> and not being. If I need to collapse, I can collapse on something that'll hold my weight. And that'll be comfortable enough, but uh, but yeah, that's that's being worked on. That's being phased in. The report back from what I learned from taking a few of these excursions onto this this climbing rope um, with the harness was that uh, there's some definitely the left knee is problematic. It's felt really extra tight and extra just any flex any flexing or or extending of my left leg the muscles have been so tight and contracted uh and 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 so originally swollen and filled with blood and once the swelling went down and the blood and the and the bruises went away what's left over is is this it's not really I wouldn't call it cramping because it's not really painful anymore and even if I stretch it to the limit it's not really it's it's like stretch stretching pain not not 
any other kind of joint pain or tendon pain or in, injury pain other than just oh it's it's it the muscles tight and 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 stretching it it's a different kind of different kind of pain and you can back off of it if you need to right it's self-inflicted pain is probably the way best way to say it but as i have been rehabilitating through stretching that left leg right leg has given me no problems and it's already fully flexing back out it's basically i would say the right leg is 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 about 90 percent back to normal uh, for all things and and now it's proving itself to be the 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 knee and the mechanics of walking for the right leg is fine the only thing on the right leg is there was a bit of pain that first day we felt like it was crushing bones inside of the foot just me feeling like oh it's i don't know what to expect after not walking that's the longest i've ever not walked that's the longest i've ever not put weight on my legs so i don't there could be all kinds of structural components that are atrophied that could give out and i did some research about bedridden atrophy and um yeah normally in ideal setting you would be you would have a walker you would not you would have flat surfaces that were smooth you would have medical support you'd have you'd be in some sort of rehab hospital or or outpatient environment or whatever and there would be every type of mobility aid that you would need to get from one position whether it's a hospital bed to a I just was watching uh regarding Henry which is very apt about rehabilitation physical therapy and whatnot and uh and yeah if you have all that all all of those all that kit for uh, all that medical kit that you get in the city or just in a non-austere off-grid remote off-road environment then obviously it's it's far more conducive um to feeling confident and, and safe and supported not just by the machines but by people but to do it alone out here i gotta take extra precautions and be extra mindful so that was the report some pain in the right foot from walking that was kind of sad because i didn't know how long it could last or how dangerous it could be but it made me not want to do much more of it and made me want to say i if i i'm gonna do this little dog run on this little leash basically going back and forth and 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 I'll, I'll endure some of the pain in the right foot and I will monitor and be very mindful and be very quick to back off weird kind of knee kneecap area weird kind of twisting of what feels like yeah some of the some of the, the 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 connection points and i don't know what to call what's in there uh exactly i'm not an expert in the anatomy but there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts in that in that area and if i just barely twist one sliver of an angle of an angle the wrong way at the wrong time out of alignment it's not like I'm, I mean, yeah, like for example, 
if you were to, well, yeah, if you were to, to, to kick a rock, or not maybe a rock is a bad example, you, if you were to see a tin can or an aluminum can and you just go to kick it like it's a, a soccer ball, and you're not exerting yourself, you're not doing something really um, courageous, but you may just be, um, you know, shifting a couple of angles a little bit you wouldn't if you were operating normally you wouldn't even feel anything you wouldn't notice anything and nothing would be wrong that would be perfectly fine putting all your weight on one leg and then letting your other leg kind of sweep the ground like a hockey stick or 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 using um or like yeah like the i mean if you're kicking a can It'd be like it'd be like kicking a hacky sack, you know. I mean, not the very light duty task, but for but for as an example, I wasn't trying to be courageous or have bravado to do something like that. I was just like, okay, I almost I was like, okay, I can. I think I can probably, I could probably kind of knock this thing a little bit out of the way or whatever and uh and the slightest bit of pressure the slightest bit of not being totally straight lined up it pinched something and you know i didn't i wasn't screaming in agony i didn't drop to the ground but it was it's scary and it's weird and i don't want to lose balance and have be that sensitive and have something really get messed up and not know yeah, it's like not knowing. I mean, how? What? Yeah, I guess it'd be like uh, it'd be like being so drunk that if you if you have any wits left, any wisdom left, you would you would not attempt to stand up, and you would pee in a cup or do whatever you had to do not to stand up because you would have you you'd have to worry about whether or not when you try to stand up whether you're going to be able to stay standing up. So. Those were the two issues that are, that arose, and that I'm not gonna I'm, that that I don't know how long they'll last or when they'll go away. But that was I guess a couple days ago now, and then today, I boldly went where I've been before a million times, which is just a few different little courses around the the the, the real tight, um, tightly built and organized little zone one of my permaculture site right here and uh and i i had a little bit of a a gung-ho attitude and energy and confidence built i said you know i knew okay if i'm gonna i'm gonna back off of those things but i know that with the, the psychological and physical element of some support i'm able to do it so i i did some I did some walking back and forth on that track and I noticed that the pain in the right foot seemed to have gone away over the last couple of days, which is great. So maybe it just, I mean, I'm assuming that there's some balance of you got to, it's not the right expression to say you have to walk it off. That's more like if you, if you had a, you know, the wind knocked out of you or, 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 or you got some other type of injury where people would say just oh just walk it off or sweat it out or whatever that kind of expression and basically the general sentiment being that you have to kind of just push through it and then it'll work itself out 
Um, certainly, yeah, I'm, all this is to say that I'm not doing that willy-nilly. But it, but I do know there's a point where, yeah, if you use it use it or lose it. And when, and when you're trying to get it back after you lost it because you, <laughs> you weren't using it, which is where I'm at, and not knowing and not having support with that, and everybody being different anyway, even if I had a doctor right here, they would be just as in the dark as I am about it until until something pops or something. Some there's a scream or whatever, and then they'd have something to go from. Go on, okay. Where did it Where did it hurt? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the 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 hope is materializing in a positive and and optimistic way, which is that the more you do it as long as you're doing it safely and correctly, the more reconditioned it becomes, the more, aha, that's what it's like to have weight there, and that's how you hold this posture so that you don't fall over and you maintain balance. And it's not as bad. I mean, this this is not as bad as some people who have cognitive uh, deficiencies from accidents and strokes and whatnot as well. Like, I have my... My faculties, and uh, so it's not like it's not like I forgot how to walk, but but in a way I'm learning it again, um, learning aspects of it again because it is just a leap of faith and it's kind of theoretical. Okay, well I knew how to walk, but I don't know what part of all of that walking equipment of anatomy, what all may have been. I don't know what, what, what could have been permanently damaged, what could have had blood flow cut off. I'm assuming that everything works fine. Everything was working well enough to 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 crab walk and to scoot around a little bit, but standing up, the stakes are higher, and uh, and I didn't know what to expect. So where it's so, it's awkward and it's not pretty because one, my the left leg is not fully extending, the right leg is almost totally extending but not really perfectly so basically it looks like I'm just maybe an arthritic old person um, who needs to walk with a, a cane or a walking stick and uh, and has to walk very slow and yeah either it looks from a distance it looks like I either have a, a serious injury which I did but it's not like it's not like I I'll necessarily be limping for life, or that I, or that I, that I had a, a, a broken leg or something torn in in a, in a way that would make it so I would have a this debilitated gait forever. It's it's just something I gotta I gotta. I think everybody who who ends up being bedridden, they've got to go through this to some extent. Um, even if they had no injury to the legs whatsoever, but mine was focused in the legs. It was leg injury on both legs. So it's, 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 yeah, it's not just learning how to get, get out of being bedridden and walk again. It's doing so after you have this very mysterious, very severe injuries to the legs. So it's a, to me, it's a miracle, (laughs) uh, I mean, I'm just lucky. I'm very lucky. Very, very, very lucky. It's a miracle of luck. It's not a miracle of the mechanics of healing. It's not a miracle. I don't think there's 
I think under supervision and with the right budget, I would be able to achieve this. I don't know if it would be slower or faster. Probably if it was hospital food, it would have been slower. But if it was at a real natural healing clinic or something, then it would have been as fast, if not faster. But uh, again, not pushing it. Baby steps and learning to crawl and then learning to walk. And then I don't, I can't imagine running anytime soon. But I am at a point where, yeah, after doing that, those tests and gaining a bit of confidence and awareness and knowing what the, what the, the things to watch out for and to back off of are, I said, okay, I'm going to take my bamboo pole and I'm going to support myself with, with it and I'm going to look funny <laughs> and look weird, but I'm going to yeah, see how far I can go without starting to feel pain and hope I can get back to camp without needing to crawl. Uh, but hey, it's it's not like I'm going to die from the... The, the sun's not going to kill me in minutes of being exposed to it the way it was for the last three three months. Now it's at a point where <laughs> the range that I could feasibly crawl back from and not die in the amount of time that that range every every degree that the temperature drops as it gets to the cooler months of the year i can add you know a couple few 10 feet to the range that i can feasibly crawl back from a collapsing from some kind of whatever mechanical injury or a snake bite or whatever it might be um, but the sun is my best friend and worst enemy out here without it i wouldn't be solar power charging uh the the uh, device i'm recording this on and uh but it also exacts there's a cost <laughs> there's a cost of living that is surviving surviving the sun out here which i barely did this year and it was the hardest year for a lot of reasons not not even counting the injury and recovering from the injury, just this was a, a brutal year of, of summer heat. But I made it with the help of some friends and the morale boost that I get from this project, feeling like it has purpose. And so wish me luck as I continue to uh, gently, slowly stretch and massage my legs and work them back into full production so that I can have a very productive uh, <laughs> fall and winter and spring cycle and make the most of it. And, I, and, and that's what matters the most to me now is that I don't, <laughs> it, there were, I had to joke to myself, I'm not really missing much. I'm already completely laid up and can't leave the shade and can't really move anyway. It's too hot to do anything. So it didn't really take that much away from me because I was already completely debilitated by the heat anyway. It was just more pain and more something to fear. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't that much lost productivity, really. If it would have, if as long as I can start walking again confidently, even if it's minimally, 
I'm going to be able to not feel like I'm going to lose a bunch of time that I wanted to be productive on the land, even if I have limitations of budget and, and whatnot, there's still every, basically every day I'm putting in however many hours um, I can between sunrise and when the sun is, is strong enough to power my office. Um, and I'm able to be productive with that time, whether it's cleaning things and scrubbing things from a reclined position or now just starting to work in <laughs> missions that are on foot uh, versus what I had been forced to do, which was to get around a small area with a little board. And then at one point I was using two, two uh, pieces of, of a cardboard box to kind of shimmy myself along the sand without getting snagged and bitten by bugs and snagged by sharp objects. Um, just putting one piece of cardboard sitting on one, putting the other one in front of me, crab walking onto that one, and then grabbing the one behind me and resetting it in front of me and just going going foot by foot, square foot by square foot doing that. So that was the humble beginnings of my, my road to recovery of mobility. And now with the, with the support of a bamboo pole, and the awkwardness of of of, uh, of uh, unequal length of legs <laughs> as I walk, at least it's not really tweaking my back or my pelvis. Somehow, it doesn't feel that bad. Actually, it feels it feels great to be able to compared to where I was at for so long. I mean, three months isn't that long compared to people who've had to deal with worse conditions for a lifetime but uh but but it was the longest i've ever been sidelined and out of the game and in pain like that so it feels good to see the world again although i am forever changed and i hope i never forget what it was like because now when i am standing all the way up it's it seems like a lot further down <laughs> to go from eye level to to the ground because I've been scooting around so much and feeling just a great sense of of relief um, that knowing that if I collapse I'm 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 not gonna my head isn't gonna explode like a watermelon or an eggshell from just normal standing up distance of falling on the ground. If I'm if I'm scooting along the ground and I I lose consciousness or I or I, I injure myself somehow so where I end up collapsing then I know it's a small distance it's a short distance so part of me I'm not I'm not gonna do this in public or or maybe and probably won't do it all the time but I just don't I don't I don't even really want to get back to a level of hubris about falling that I had spent my whole life in when I took it for granted. And, and I now I realize like how precious every little moment of balance is and, and it's the shifting of the weight to, it's just, yeah, in a way we're all trapeze artists. Even getting, even getting into and out of your car, you're basically a trapeze artist because of all the different points that you would never think of where you're transferring weight to one tiny little sinuous little piece of muscle or tissue or whatever 
that I feel all that stuff now. Some of it is very painful. Some of it is very, very sore or very tense and very tight. So becoming hyper aware of all that, it's extremely humbling. I don't want to forget this. That's why I'm speaking about it for an hour. And uh, yeah, I'll give it. I'm not doing an episode every week anymore. I've decided I, 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 I'd rather focus on the permaculture video game development and publishing around that. And if I do an episode on this show, it's going to be not just pontificating and rhetoric. Uh, I think the yeah, I think there's plenty of that in the archive and the geopolitic, the geopolitical state of the world is getting to a point where. I'm not going to I'm <laughs> I'm not going to um focus much energy and effort anymore on trying to trying to um do indoctrination based on my philosophy through any real medium <laughs> the only medium that I care to express myself through really anymore is this video game where I feel like that may be my um, my my way to uh, to be a little more subtle and a little more artistic and creative, and not just be talk is cheap. Just being a being a windbag with with uh, with all of my rhetoric. I think it's already <laughs> at this point. It's just for me. It's time to just do pure survival. And if I want to give back, it's going to be through making that art in that game and having fun doing it and having it be something that people can learn from. Whatever it is that I have to teach, I'm going to teach it through that video game <laughs> until further notice and that a lot of it came through being debilitated, but I don't have yeah, I don't have a lot of resources right now. I'm not spending time with a lot of people. I'm not doing a lot of in-person anything with anyone. So this is a way the game is a way to uh to shift from the what I had been used to for so long and shift and put energy into that. So if it's something you might enjoy, I say go to my website and check it out. Other than that, these episodes will come out whenever there's something of a, of a, uh, something to celebrate, hopefully is, is what I would say about what I'm doing out here on this site. Um, and I'm celebrating right now this these these first steps again after almost two months of not walking and this was my my lab report on what i'm doing in this experimental project and how my healing is coming along and what the what the measures have been that i've taken so i can reference back to it and um so with that said yeah wish me luck and probably hear from me again at the point where my legs have straightened out and uh yeah i'm not i don't think i'll be again so like i said i'm not going to be trying to run anytime soon but it will be worth noting when i get back to a point where i'm i'm trying to remember what it was like when i couldn't walk because i'm walking so much and so elegantly that uh that it just feels like i never I never had the chapter of of being knocked out the way that I have been. And at that point, um, yeah, I will check in again probably. And so until then, wish me luck. Cheers and best of luck to you out there.